Robots Radio presents... Today's chat is brought to you by, well, all of your support. Through the patronage you provide the Focus Fire chat team through Podbean's crowdfunding, we are able to provide you with the weekly podcast as well as the website and other aspects of Focus Fire chat. If you have any interest in becoming a patron of the FFC, please be sure to visit our website and click on the support link. Even a single dollar helps. And for those of you who are already patrons, thank you again for your generosity. You may have heard the whispers of guardians gathering in the shadows, exploring the mysteries of this world and the worlds which surround us. We are all in search of truth. Sometimes we need to focus that search. Focus that fire! And so we come together! Welcome to Focused Fire Chat! Welcome to Focus Fire Chat, recorded on November 18th, 2020. As always, I want to thank you so much for joining us once again. This week's episodes are going to be focused around exploring the relationship between Master Chief and Cortana within the Halo series. This particular episode will serve as what we have come to call the intro session of the week's exploration. Before we go any further, however, let's run through a quick introduction of who all we have with us on the show. As always, this is your host, Blue Crew 86. I got a nifty sword. It electrify, go stabby, stabby. It's green. Go stabby. Hi, guys. And last but definitely not least, in the hot seat as guest co-host, we have, you know, the resident Halo lore master, Pins Halo. Pins, how are you doing? Oh, doing well. Just glad to not be troubleshooting a Soho's firewall. So, oh, yeah. Oh. Blech. Pretty much. Uh, yeah. <laughs> as, as has come to be the, the usual just reminders slash announcements for these episodes, um, just wanted to give a quick, quick shout uh, to go check out the lore that... Bleh. Let me learn how to talk real quick. TheLoreNetwork.com and let us know your thoughts on the weekly lore roundups that we do over there, as well as if you do not mind giving us a rating and a review over on iTunes. And if you have an extra minute doing the same rating and review for the Destiny Lore audio file that Green does so, so generously for the, for the whole community there. Um, and then, really, with that kind of out of the way, we're going to, this is going to be, as the title tells you, is Extra Lore. It's another dive into the Halo lore. Um, this one, I know we kind of, Pins and I were talking about how to do kind of a, a, a mini series. So, we're going to do some back to back episodes on just various aspects of Halo lore, kind of building up, hopefully, to the release of um, Infinite keep one calling it infinity and i like have to like <laughs> physically tell my brain to not call it infinity um and so this this particular week we're going to talk about the two like two of the most like majorly recognizable characters in the series master chief and cortana their relationship is of extreme importance um but pins i don't know do you uh, have anything to say about that before really just jumping kind of jumping with both feet into the the whole thing well for me any main any really well written story has great relationships it doesn't matter which one it is and when you're talking about halo you know other than getting past the halo rings which is which are the namesakes of the series it comes down to Master Chief and Cortana. Those are the, the two icons of the series. Um, and just their relationship. Um, you kind of see it in the, in the games. It becomes a lot more fleshed out in the novels. Um, <clears throat> and to me, the culmi- culmination of it is Halo 4, where you really see how close they are. Um, it's not. God. It's not a romantic. Chief getting broken up. Yeah. It's 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 easy to understand why some people would see it as a romantic relationship because they are so close. But it's it's really not. I mean, in in most fiction, the concept of a soul bond, <clears throat> which usually equates to a romantic relationship, it's just two people who are or two people entities that are exceedingly close and um, are near perfect matches and as we'll kind of get into 
Chief and Cortana are pretty much perfect matches for each other. And how they kind of got there is actually the the interesting part of it. So uh, they're kind of I mean they're just they understand each other. Yes. You talk about how they complement each other in a lot of ways. Cortana is <sighs> the I want to say slightly bossy woman in the relationship, but Chief doesn't take any of her at the same time. It's, They're both really strong personalities, yeah. and I think that's yeah. what that's what makes it really like so nice is because they're completely comfortable deferring to the other in the situations that like there are times when Cortana has no problem, you know, buttoning up and letting Chief do what he does best. At the same approach, Chief also doesn't have any problem with Cortana calling shots because, you know, it's it's like it's it really I think it reminds me of like a really healthy relationship in that sense, because they both recognize that the other the other strengths um, complement their their own weaknesses. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and in the in in a real early interview, uh, Joe Staten was talking about Chief and how. You know, Cortana's brilliant, but, you know, she's the one who comes, you know, comes up with everything, well, well, a lot of the things and gives chief guidance through you. But then there's these times that she straight up says, I don't know what to do. And that's when yeah. chief comes in. And and once you start getting into the external fiction, it's, I've always kind of seen it, especially is that chief is actually more the straight man in the relationship. And Cortana's kind of is, would well, in most traditional things, she would be the, be the somewhat extrovert. Yes, um, mm -hmm. I mean, she definitely is snarky. Um, you know, one of, one of the best lines, um, and going back to Halo Outpost, um, one of the best lines uh, in an interview that, well, in an interview with Jen Taylor, one of her most favorite lines in all of Halo is, "You know, I usually like a little more intel with my intel." Which is a line from Halo Four, and it just mm -hmm. it perfectly sums up just her her attitude and everything, and it's great. So, speaking of Jen, didn't they just announce that she is going to voice Cortana in the animated? Was it oh, animated or action? was it live action? Yeah, they they re they Probably just restarted show, filming the live action yeah. stuff because they started putting out really really promising teasers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I saw something on Twitter the other day that she did go ahead and accept that role, which it's like better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It'd be hard to see anybody else do Cortana. Well, I mean, I'm trying to remember if she did Cortana in the Halo Legends and I'm not I can't remember if she did or she didn't. I think she did. It's it's just it's it would be exceedingly difficult to have Cortana and not hear Jen Taylor's voice, just like it would be exceedingly yeah. difficult to have Chief and not have uh, Steve Downs, mm -hmm. um, which really makes me interesting because it's uh, Pablo Schreiber is doing Chief in the uh, Showtime series. Um, I'll admit the only thing I've really watched him in is American Gods, and I'm not sure how he's going to pull off the gravitas that Chief has, but... It'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. So Cortana and Chief have their relationship start off pretty early, even before Cortana and Chief go together. Well, would you? I mean, well, okay. how much of? Well, I mean, how much of Halsey is Cortana at this at that point? Uh, Let's start okay. in the deep end. All right, we might as well start with the deep end. Okay, so you have to. The first thing you have to remember is Cortana and Chief officially according to the halo timeline have only been actively paired for four months it's uh, so the from the point in time just before halo ce to the end of halo 3 that's really when they were both actively at their most active that was a form mm -hmm. that's less than four months because what happened halo 4 occurs over the period of three days so Dang. in in less than four months that was their whole relationship and they they essentially were um perfectly matched so to to kind of get into that i know when you're getting to that kind of have to do a little bit of a we'll do a little bit of a kind of a creation for both of them i guess mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. we can kind of get into that but 
the the one thing before we get into it is yes, as with most things in the Halo universe, Catherine Halsey has a place in this part of the story, um, and a pretty big part actually. So <clears throat> I guess we can kind of just go straight into that then. Um, the very first time um, to start it all, you have to say, you have to start with. Catherine Halsey when she meets John. Um, it's right. August 17th, 2517, um, when Catherine Halsey and uh, then Lieutenant Keyes were visit the planet Eridanus er- 2, which was John's home planet, to visit <clears throat> what would be the first of the subjects designated for the Spartan 2 program. This was John, who actually was subject 117. Uh, when Halsey sees John for the first time, he is playing King of the Hill. Side note, this is the, that's the first time that a Halo game type is actually mentioned in lore. Uh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and it's about as bloody yes. as the actual game type. <laughs> um, put it this way, John was so good that he <laughs> went 45-0 and 0 in King of the Hill. What? And oh. all he got was a chipped tooth. Yep. That's insane. Yes. So Halsey comes over, and uh, the teacher is distracted. The teacher comes over. The teacher's distracted. She comes over, sees John, and asks him what he's doing. John's reply: winning. Of course. So because that is important. Yes. <clears throat> so, and kind of throughout this, I've pulled some quotes from primarily the Fall of Reach because that's where a lot of the basics for the relationship come from um during this dr halsey offers to play another game with john and she pulls out a coin it's a it's implied that it's a quarter a u.s quarter and mm-hmm. says all you got to do is call it you know see which way it lands so she flips it and john has focuses on it and snatches it like kind of grabs it midair and calls uh calls the proper side that it came up and um you know, the deal was that if he won, he could keep it. And this actually is the first time where you start seeing um, where actually the basis for the relationship between Cortana and John being as close as it is. And the quote goes like this. John retracted his hand. I get to keep it, right? That's what she said. Yes, you can keep it, John. She smiled at him, then stopped. She shouldn't have used his name. That was a bad sign. She couldn't afford the luxury of liking her test subjects. She mentally stepped away from her feelings. She had to maintain a professional distance. She had to. Because in a few months, number 117 might not be alive. So, the one thing you have to remember is when when Halsey was working on the Spartan program, she initially had a lot of reservations. She kind of... And I remember mentioning this in uh, in her journal, in the episode on her journal. Um, she had a lot of, she had reservations over the thing, but because of a heinous act perpetrated by the insurrectionists, she went ahead with it. Um, so, and the fact that John was the first one, not only that she met, but the first one that anyone in the program, uh, had been interviewed with, um, she bonded with him for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually Halsey always saw the Spartans as her children, which is kind of ironic because she was a horrible mother to her daughter. Um, but, um, <clears throat> you know, throughout the fall of reach, the book, um, you kind of see this where it's isolating on John and it's Halsey seeing John and noticing him. Um, right after, um, this is another part. This is right after Halsey speaks to the children and letting them know that they've all been inducted into the Spartan 2 program. Um, Dr. Halsey spotted John, number subject one, number 117, the first boy she had confirmed as a viable candidate. He wrinkled his forehead, confused, but he listened with rapt attention. And then a bit later, it says, John 117 stood, but he kept his gaze on Dr. Halsey and remained stoic. This is all from Halsey's noticing him. Um, and this happens throughout. When they go on this wilderness training where um, John takes the lead as and uh, brings all the brings all of the trainees home. 
because of his actions, it's Halsey that actually recommends him to becoming a squad leader. Um, Halsey is the one, yeah, there was a lot of debates on who would be considered the leader of the Spartans. Um, Kurt 051, Fred 104, who is, ends up being on blue team, and Jerome 092, who is the Spartan that we come across in Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2. Um, all three of them, and along with John, were thought of potential leaders for the Spartans in general. But Halsey was convinced it would be John. Um, one of the other parts is, and like I said, this is where Halsey knew she had to try to remain distant, but she couldn't, um, especially when it came to John. And one of the other scenes that, as you kind of look at it, is when they're getting ready for their augmentation. At this point in time, the Spartans candidates, they're all 14 years old. Um, they've been training for years and they're getting ready to undergo some serious augmentations. Um, and there's 75 of them. So another line, this is another set of quotes from Fall of Reach. Dr. Halsey, yeah, Dr. Halsey forced the best smile she could muster. How are you feeling? I'm fine, ma'am, John replied groggily. The nurse said the sedation would take effect soon. I'm fighting to see how long I can stay awake. His eyelids fluttered. It's not easy. John spotted Bendays as, and he struggled to sit up and salute, but failed. I know this is one of the chief's exercises, but I don't know what the twist is. Can you tell me, Dr. Halsey, just this time, how do I win? Mendez looked away. Dr. Halsey leaned closer to John as he closed his eyes and started to breathe deeply. I'll tell you how to win, John, she whispered. You have to survive. You know, and like I said, it's throughout, throughout all of Halo lore when you're talking about Halsey and the Spartans, like I said... She saw all the Spartan 2s as her children. She could identify every Spartan 2 when they were in their Mjolnir. And at that point in time, they all wore the exact same type of Mjolnir armor. Yeah, because um, you saw that in Halo Reach when she yes. was talking to, I think it was George? George. I believe. Mm-hmm. Well, George had his helmet off at that point in time. but she, right, right, but, right. Yeah. but she knew but, yeah. exactly who he was. and. Mm-hmm. Isn't George kind of hard to miss? Well, yeah, well George yeah. George is a bit of a behemoth, yes, but yes, yeah. Well, you have to remember those. George was the only Spartan two in a team of Spartan threes, mm-hmm. so yeah, he in all Spartan twos were about seven feet tall, and if you could, in the Spartan threes actually, although I don't know how I'm trying to remember how accurate that is. Spartan threes underwent the same augmentations, but because of the medical advances, they had a, a higher success rate. But yeah, a Spartan two would stand in out some ways. Star- they had Spartan higher threes. success rates. Yeah, that's another show. <laughs> There's um, other things. <laughs> yeah, but but either way, I mean, throughout it all, um, you can see that Halsey favored John uh, again from the word go. She. Despite her best inte- despite her own intention, she bonded with him um, and saw and and began to care for him. Just uh, you know, she cared for all the Spartans, but I think she cared for John more. Um, and like I said earlier, um, when when Halsey was first brought on by Oni, her initial role was supposed to be developing AI, and that actually comes to play here very shortly. Um, but she was uh, given a set of as a test to kind of look over and evaluate. <clears throat> the potential for the Spartan 2 program, what was needed to make it, make it successful. And in her journal, it lists a lot of very clinical thinking of um, the original Orion program. They took, they took fully grown people, fully grown men, um, and that, that weren't trained from birth. And throughout the whole thing, she came up with the resolution that you needed uh, pre-teens, that would be trained for with loyalty for a long period of time and then augmented because their bodies would be able to adapt to the augmentations better. And like I said, even though from a clinical standpoint, she had all that, but she knew that there were both ethical and moral implications to this. And she mm-hmm. actually, if it wouldn't have been for a nuclear attack by the insurrectionists, I still am not fully convinced she would have gone through with it. Um, that was just like the the tipping point for that, that she felt that she had to. So, I mean, up until this point, what you can see is <clears throat> Halsey had this bond with John. Now, why does that become important? 
for this next part when we start talking about Cortana. So the development of Cortana was in response. Real quick, right? Yeah. Hang on, real quick. Let's let's take a quick little break, just real quick, um, and run a ad just to kind of break it up because I think we're gonna, we're going before we jump into the Cortana piece, just so that people have a chance to to digest the the information there. Um, if you if you don't mind. Um, Tune into the Spin Foil Theory podcast for questions. Who is Anor? Who is Anor? What is what is Anor? What is that? For queries. Did the hive really just body shame the Vex into changing their frames? For special guests. All the guests. For Spin Foil Theories. Mars saw the Sabbath moon. The Spin Foil Theory podcast. Insert information here. So he didn't. He didn't give the. He didn't give the information. He didn't give, he didn't give the information. Oh, uh, yeah. Spinfoil Theory is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. Uh, you can also get us at at Twitter at Spinfoil Theory and or uh, uh, Spinfoil Theory at Gmail dot com. But okay, so Cortana. What do we got yes. with Cortana? Okay. Um. <clears throat> so, excuse me. The Cortana was created uh, because there needed to be an AI that could handle advanced, um, you know, uh, code cracking and things of that nature that was necessary for what was titled Operation Red Flag. Operation Red Flag was the attempt for the UNSC to capture a prophet. The prophets were the leaders of the covenant hegemony um, and try to get a sue for, sue for peace. Um you know, what Halsey had, Dr. Halsey had determined was that she needed the best possible source material. Well, at that point in time, smart AIs were created from human brains for, from humans who had, who were deceased. Um, their brains were run through and categorized in an AI matrix. And then at that point in time, it created an, an, an artificial intelligence. Dr. Halsey determined that this was not sufficient and because the materials were not good enough. So therefore, she broke all protocol and even, and even, and with the nod from Oni, created 20 clones of herself. Um, the clones were grown, but she, all of them were designed to enhance, uh, the neurophysiology, physiology and the expense of the biological. The idea was um, to be able to transfer her brain, her knowledge, everything into these clone brains and then generate AI from them. So essentially, you're taking a living brain not a, from not a dead one and creating an AI, which kind of went against UNSC moral dictata. <laughs> so, so she makes all these copies of herself. Mm -hmm. And what was she initially planning for all of them? Well, I think... Based upon some of the stuff that came, that's come out, um, there was an AI, an early AI that was called, uh, that was considered the Cortana's sister. It was Kalima. Um, she mm -hmm. was one that was with, um, uh, Halsey kind of towards the end of the, uh, uh during Reach. Um, but the idea was to have a number of brains. That way you could create a number of, at this point in time, would have been third generation AI. Um, also, as a side note, um, in Halsey's journal, there are four pages that are torn out. Those were, have been, were later released. Halsey, and one of the theories is, and when we're talking about AI, one of the concepts that we have to, under, you have to understand is the concept of rampancy. Rampancy, smart AI have a shelf life and it's seven years. After seven years, smart AIs essentially think themselves to death. They have a limited amount of storage, but because they ha can make such great leaps of logic and intuition, um, they just don't have the space to keep doing that, to keep holding that knowledge. So essentially, they run out of disk space and they break down. Um, in most cases, before the when they get close to the seven years, the UNSC will designate the AI for disposal. Um, one uh, one AI that actually designated it on her own was the AI Serena, which was the AI of the Spirit of Fire, which is the ship in Halo Wars. Um, it's actually a kind of a touching note that she realizes that she's degrading and she has no choice. So she essentially puts herself out of her own misery 
Sabuku, is that what that yeah. is? Were you? Yeah, Sabuku. Yeah, it it was a little bit more flashy, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, Did with Serena. She blow herself up. No, like, no, what? no, Serena. At this point in time, not to go well. At that point in time, the Spirit of Fire, Spirit of Fire had already lost its uh, slip space drive, so they were just kind of drifting. Um, so what she did was she uh, there was a rotation of crew members that would wake up to help do basic maintenance. Um, she, like I said, she realized that she was reaching the end, and because there was a flood outbreak on the ship, uh, she was actually able to awake one of the Spartans, Jerome, to contain it, but she realized that she her delay worsened the outbreak. So, um, with help from Dr. Ellen Anders, who was on the ship, um, she kind of did her own final dispensation. She left a note for Captain Cutter, and then essentially initiated a termination code, which wiped her out. Um, so... Which is really, it's it's kind of unique with the smart AIs because a lot of times they don't, like, they don't have a say in how that happens. It's mm-hmm. usually, it's usually a f- kind of a forced deletion, I guess, would be the gentlest way of saying that. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get that with the... Is, is that the uh, once you start getting, once they start getting close to that, those AIs start getting evaluated, they're KG. pulled from an active service and then most ais almost all ais are implemented with a termination code so and that termination code is initiated at that point in time to wipe them out so um but kind of back to cortana um like i said the idea was for red flag um halsey wanted to give it the best chance to, su- to succeed and she felt that the best way to succeed was to use a human brain which hers that was kind of at its peak and was living. Um, so on November 7th, 2549, Halsey took one of the clones' brains, the, one, of the, one of her clones' brains, which was labeled H1, and created an AI. Um, now, the one thing about AI is when they get created, they have a tendency to name themselves, and the AI gave itself the name Cortana. And the first word spoken by Cortana was in Italian, and it was... Uh, Quando u, uh, quando e, yeah, let me try this one more time. It's late and I'm trying to remember how to speak Italian. It's been a while since I've done this. It's okay. You're still like, 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 you're Okay. Yeah. So it fitting for yeah. Chief and her. <clears throat> so now Halsey did input a viral termination code in, into Cortana's memory kernel, but based upon what she could see, she wasn't sure that it actually took and it's possible that Cortana detected and bypassed that code. <laughs> so she turned off her the only way to kill herself. So, because yeah. Cortana. Mhm. Which causes problems later. Yes. Well, it's also because well, if you they're given some of the things that Cortana does alter within herself to make sure that she gets matched with John too. It's like that's not entirely without reason that people no. think that she might have bypassed that. Yeah. So just a bit. So in so this is twenty five forty nine, and then um, during that time she worked with Halsey. Halsey programmed her with some of the best cracking and only. Um, software uh for with the idea of stealing a ship being able to use the being able to crack the computer code there and and take that so in on august 25th of 2552 um halsey informed katana that red flag was a go and had told her essentially said you know well just the quote this is the quote from fall reach she brushed her fingertips over the glass surfaces which one will be mine? Which one do you want? She immediately gravitated to the picture of, in the center of, Doc, of Dr. Halsey's collection. It showed a handsome man standing at attention as Vice Admiral Stanforth pinned the UNSC Legion of Honor upon his chest, a chest that already overflowed with citations. Cortana framed her fingers around the man's face. 
He's so serious, she murmured. Thoughtful eyes, though. Attractive in a primitive anim animal sort of way. Don't you think, Doctor? <laughs> Dr. Halsey blushed. Apparently, she did think so. <laughs> Cortana's thoughts mirrored many of her own, only unchecked by normal military and social protocol. Halsey <laughs> practically raised John. Well, I mean... Well, well but again, again, you have to think also not necessarily, like, romantic. It's, romantic, it's like yeah. a, It's almost like... It, it in a weird way, it's almost like a mother's love. Yes, and and actually, it's not really in a weird way. Like I said, uh, Halsey was in a, was integral at every step of the training and and raising of seventy five kids. Um, I mean, even though thirty three were the ones that actually made it through the augmentation, well, officially thirty three made it through the augmentation. Um, you know, it, she knew them all and. John was her favorite. Um, yeah. So, and this this is where it kind of started. It actually kind of comes together here because there's a question of compatibility. Because Halsey initially was like, "Okay, well, I don't know if that's the best idea." And they brought up that there's a question of compatibility. Cortana blinked. His neural patterns are in sync with mine with, within two percent. With a new interface we'll be installing, that should fall well within tolerable limits. In fact, her gaze drifted and the symbols along her body brightened and flashed. I have, de have just developed a custom interface buffer that will match us within 0.081%. You won't find a better match among the others. In fact, I can guarantee it. <laughs> so, essentially Cortana... I mean, before this, Cortana and Chief were... 98% compatible and after mm -hmm. this it was 99.9919 so yeah it reminds me of the comment that you had during one of the resist the screen of, of the women mm. always learning how to game the system yep and I mean this is kind of where it all comes together because you have to remember Cortana was essentially created off of Halsey and Halsey said a number of times Cortana reminded her re reminded her of herself when she was younger, um, probably like just before she started working with Oni. So, and even though Cortana was was her own entity, um, being that she is based off of Halsey, the and as you can see, like the first quote that Cortana says is a quote that came from Halsey's mother. Um, those feelings and 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 empathetic empathy kind of came along so it makes sense that the bond the bond that halsey developed with john actually carried over um so like i said it's it, it's it's interesting because they're so compatible and you know lord knows there's enough bad fan fiction that that have those two as a romantic pairing. But like I said, it's not a romantic pairing. It's essentially more along the lines of twins, I would say. Um, yeah. I I actually, I have cousins who are twins, uh, two, two girls. And um, for the longest time, they were, I mean, they could almost finish each other's sentences. They, even when they were apart, they still dressed somewhat similarly and things like that. Um, mm -hmm. and, and that's pretty well known with twins. Um, so, yeah. So they're just, they, okay, the familial rather than obviously romantic mm -hmm. or anything that <clears throat> could be considered skewed. Right. So. So Cortana literally changed her makeup so she would fit more closely with John. Mm-hmm. Was there has there been any other instances of other AIs doing something so brash? Um, not really. Um, not that I can remember in any of the Halo lore. Um, that essentially they made themselves compatible. Um, I mean there there are instances of AIs, you know, going the extra mile. Um, black box. As much as I'm not the or blue cube, what? if you're a fan of uh, <laughs> Hunt the Truth, um, and his, Black Box is amazing. Yes, like after when Cortana took over, Black Box uh, isolated a bunch of AI um, when 
Saren Osman um, and Lord Hood uh, were able to escape and pretty much left it up to Osman as to what to do from a disp- dispensation standpoint. Um, like I said, Serena in her own self-termination. Um, Iona, who was the AI paired with Black Team, um, she... That one's kind of unique because it was featured in a uh, a novella called. Um, Wasn't Iona the uh, one that Black Box judged? Yeah, Black Box and Roland. Um, yeah, Roland. That's right. Saints Testimony. Saints Testimony, right. which is yeah. a real, which is really interesting. Essentially, it's it's was supposed to be the UNSC judging this AI to decide whether or not to dispose of her or not, and it talks about how this AI is essentially dreaming to help keep herself from going insane. And it was, it was just, just really interesting. Um, and then Roland himself, um, you know, after Cortana kind of took over, um, Roland was one of the few that decided not to join her. Uh, so even though knowing he has its own, his own limitations. So, but I don't think anyone's, there's never been an AI that yet <laughs> that has gone to that extent. Um, but, we don't know what infinite holds. So this is true, especially with the going back to kind of like the bigger overtones of the story that haven't been really touched on for a while. Mm-hmm. It seems it's going to be kind of scary, I think. Okay. And just as a spoiler for uh, anyone, the novel shadows of reach, um, mm-hmm. John and blue team return to reach and, uh, end up returning to Castle Base, which was Halsey's base. And while it never is specifically mentioned, they retrieve a few things from her from her uh, uh from her personal lab. The stuff that was in her personal lab was some of the remaining cloned brains. <laughs> oh no. That were in cold storage. Well, I mean, also, um <clears throat> in the trailer um that was released for Halo Infinite. Um, at the end, they kind of show John walking towards the control room of the ring, um, and you hear Cortana's voice. Well, in in there, someone found, like, there's a point in time where you see Chief's Mjolnir start to boot up. Well, someone found in the lines there a QR code that when you scanned was to an audio clip. The audio clip okay. was actually of Cortana. But it was saying, like, um, wait a minute, that's me, but it's not. It was something to that sense, which kind of led, led a number of people to believe that there's another Cortana model that's going to be made to help defeat the rampant Cortana. So That would be scary, but really interesting story-wise to deal with. It would actually parallel uh, the with what happened with the forerunners and Mendicant and offensive bias, which you know, uh, Mendicant bias was the rampant AI that assisted the flood in destroying the in, in attempting to destroy the forerunners. Offensive bias was the AI the forerunners created to combat Mendicant bias. So you're kind of fighting fire with fire on that one. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> anyway, um, so. We've gotten to the point now where Chief and Cortana are actually officially paired. This occurs on August 29th, 2552. Um, John um, had just come back from the uh, campaign on Sigma of Octanus 4, um, where after a debriefing, um, he Halsey had pulled him aside and introduced him to the latest version of Mjolnir armor. Uh, this is the Mjolnir armor that we see in Halo CE. Um, and also, this it's been modified to be able to handle an AI. Um, after some initial reservations from John, because he thought he didn't want an AI to actually take over the suit, <laughs> um, Halsey verified that, no, that wouldn't happen. And their initial conversation is one that's kind of interesting. Not a lot of room in here, a smooth female voice said. Hello, Master Chief. Hello, Cortana. Hmm, I'm detecting a high degree of cerebral cortex activity. You're not the muscle-bound automatons the press make you out to be. Automaton, the Master Chief whispered. Interesting choice of words for an artificial intelligence. 
Thus begins the snark in the relationship. <laughs> and throughout most of it, Chief can give just give back just as good as Cortana. Oh my gosh. It's so true. So um, Do you guys have a favorite moment, like snark wise, between the two of them? Oh man. Snark wise? Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. Um honestly, there's probably there's two that come to mind. One I already mentioned, the one where she says, I usually prefer a little more intel with my intel, but I think my favorite comes in Halo CE, right after Cortana teleports Chief um, onto the Truth and Reconciliation. This is when the flood mm-hmm. was there. And she teleports him upside down. <laughs> and yes. <laughs> She just drops him on his head. Well, like, when, well, this it, is what you get infinite It's channels. not intentional, I think, if no, I remember no, it correctly. Isn't. It, it was on accident. She, <laughs> totally on accident. You have to remember, she's st- at this point in time, she had just got introduced to the <laughs> Forerunner teleportation grid. And you hear her say something like, oh, okay, that's what those <laughs> means. And all of a sudden, you oh, see no. Chief just sit there and like slam his hand against <laughs> the side of his helmet. Yes, right. Sorry. <laughs> oh. Whoops! Did I do that? I forgot about that. I mean, it's it's this unbelievably serious. You know, the flood's been released. You know, everyone's going to hell, and you're trying to save keys. Um, and it's just this one humorous little thing before arguably one of the toughest levels in oh Halo. In Halo CE, I think mine has to probably be up. But one of the other ones that's up there with me is the one from Halo Two when he's literally. He's giving the, the giving the covenant back their bomb, and it's like the mm-hmm. well, what if you miss? I won't. Like that was just like it's just like hit the standard chief like one liner of just like no, that's not gonna happen. Like it's just well, oh utter gosh. confidence. Well, then the, then there was where he goes. Oh, is it? Um, you know this is crazy, right? Okay. Well, you can stay here. Well, lucky for you, I like crazy. <laughs> I, I mean. Just as a side note, the, the 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 writing you know that Marty O'Donnell was involved in, um, and then in in like Halo Two, Halo Three, and then Eric Troutman and his team who wrote a lot of the lines in Halo CE, they were just utterly brilliant. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, it helps that Steve Downs and Jen Taylor were able to deliver the lines the way they did. Um, I mean, yeah. But yeah, from a from a snark standpoint. Those those are all some of the really good ones um, that that were just. Um, I mean, Halo Three had had a good one right after Chief rescues Cortana. It's like remember, there's there's two of us in here now. Although that's not so much snark as it was kind of a serious one. But, uh, so they do seem to have a good balance between the two. It's not just slapstick all the time. You're getting yeah, yeah. serious moments mixed in with it. I think that can be. I mean, I think honestly that sums up like halo too in a Mm -hmm. lot a lot of ways because like there's like the grunts which are just you want to talk about slapstick Ah. like they they nailed the slapstick so Mm -hmm. well and then but then every now and then every now and then you'll run into a grunt who is actually got like a serious storyline and it's (laughs) it's rare it's not common but it i mean it does exist grunts are the gnomes of the halo they really are and they to be fair with the grunts, they have some of the saddest backstories, like oh, the yeah. nonsense that they have to put up with as a species is just ridiculous. Well, I mean, they're, they're considered, uh, I think maybe drones might be the actual lowest part of, of the active covenant races, but the grunts uh, definitely yeah. are there. They're, they're considered cannon fodder, uh, really. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, but they do have some of the great lines in there and, as a side note, in Halo CE, Joe Staten voiced a number of those lines. The grunts? The grunts. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Although, I, I don't know. I still like the one from Halo 5 that had the grunt uh-huh. and the elite uh-huh. sitting on the ledge. And he's the grunt's just going on and on. And all, every now and again, you just hear the elite go, uh-huh. <laughs> so, anyway. You ever wonder if that's the same in, like, Destiny? That's why the guardians just don't talk very often is that we're just waiting for the ghost to stop talking <laughs> no, that's the in beyond light there's the the throwaway light of you're quiet today 
<laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh so, man. Yeah. But yeah, no, really actually kind of transitioning into the shout out segment for for this episode, you know, really big shout out to you pens for putting all these notes together cuz it was it, it's a daunting thing to collect all this stuff and it's like I'm like, "Oh, I could just ask pens to do it." And without <laughs> fail, pens comes back with like four pages of information. I but, I will not forget one of the like first or second time we did this and it's like, yeah, um you mentioned something about show notes. You know, all the only thing on your show notes is, yeah, let let pens talk. Yep, just okay. let pens talk. Get out of his way. Just. I mean, it's not like he's bulldozing everything. Oh I no, have questions no. Every once in a while. No, it's it's, it, when it's it comes a to... entirely knowledge based. <laughs> let pens talk. Yeah. Like. <laughs> insert comment from Justin here. Back and take a bow. Yeah. Insert comment from Justin here and continue mm-hmm. oh man but pins do you is have any, any do you, oh yeah sorry go ahead agree i was just gonna say is there any like anybody else that you know jay and that is close to us that could do this though like pins is always the one when i do play halo that i'm like i kind of hope pins shows up in chat <laughs> because i've got questions <laughs> what is going on <laughs> um it's no it just makes it always easy <laughs> I mean, I'm, part part I'm of it also sure. is that I don't really play much other than Destiny and Halo, so my my interest in lore at the moment is pretty those two. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I've said it before. Halo is my Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. I never got into Star Wars as a kid, so when it came to a sci-fi series that I just fell in love with, um, it's Halo. And just tying it in, a lot of it comes down to Chief and Cortana um, from a lore standpoint. They, it's okay. it's just it's just amazing uh, the way they were written, how they interacted, and how close they are. So I may have described Halo to Julie just that exact way that Halo is video game Star Wars for a lot of people. It's not a wrong like it's not no. that's not wrong like and 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 on a lot of ways that's actually a really high comp. I, I view that as a really high compliment for it. Um, especially with regards to like the expanded universe that Halo has and right. that Star Wars has. I mean, it's it really is ridiculous when you start. I mean, it's the same thing as like when um I think it was wasn't it Julie when we printed out the the story of Destiny. It's oh, like, geez. "Oh. Oh, like I mean, it's it's one of those <laughs> yeah. things where it's like, yeah, there's she a asked, lot going on in here." <laughs> that was yeah, that was another thing that she asked. She asked if the lore is as dense as Destiny, and I said in a lot of ways it is because they have the the books and the comics and everything. But I think more written word at this point, I'd be hard pressed to say Destiny probably is up there with it. Well, um yeah, at one I mean, point in time, I said I figured out how many written words there were in the novels, <laughs> and it was like two point seven five million words written. Yeah. And this I think was that around was the time two or three novels Pins was ago. trying to figure out the timeline of said novels, <laughs> right? But it's like the amount of density in Halo lore is there for people who want to go find mm-hmm. it, right? Like that, it is super dense. It. There are factions within Halo, obviously, that have a lot of say in where the story goes, but the story does always seem to continually follow either Master Chief or the Spartans in general, or Halsey, depending on where you're where you're heading in the story. Mm-hmm. But it <clears throat> it feels like in Destiny we get a lot more perspectives outside of the the ones that are the yes. main focus. You get a lot more from Zavala. You get a lot more from Anna. We have a whole series of journals from Clovis Bray himself now. In uh, Halo, I don't know if they deliver it in the same fashion. No, it's it's a different type of storytelling. It definitely mm-hmm. is. Um, it's more of a traditional type of storytelling where you have um, the number of uh, protagonists are kind of, excuse me, Main protagonists are kind of small, and it's kind of narrow. I mean, you do have other stories which feature other mm-hmm. ones, but nothing like Destiny, where um, the main focus of the story this quarter is going to be this character, but next quarter it's mm-hmm. going to be this character. 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it, there, there's not, uh, there's, de- it, that's definitely not what you find in Halo. Uh, again, it's just two different kinds of storytelling. Oh yeah, and and not to say that one is better than the right. other. That's absolutely not the case. It's, I think, one may be slightly easier to stick to. Yeah, it's, when you have dates, like yes. Think. When you have when you have set dates for stuff, yes. <laughs> At least that's that's from that's my perspective. Timelines, timelines help. Yes, but so. I think also to kind of tie into that too, it's also the difference between the the games themselves as well, right? Because like mm-hmm. Halo is very much, I mean, Halo is Linear. very much the it actually is the standard that FPSs are held up against quite often. Right. Um, you know, and that's and that's by design. But Destiny has that kind of it has the benefit of coming after Halo. And so there's like this evolved form, if you will, of the way that the story is being told in the sense that it's no it's not a static, you know, like what Pins and you guys are kind of saying is like it's not a static cast, it's actually more of that MMO esque type storytelling. Mm-hmm. Um and so the the delivery of the system, I think had to to evolve as well to reflect that yeah yeah it's nice but that all being said i'm pretty sure that's that's a good wrapping point for that one Mm -hmm. um so as always thank you for your time and until next time remember with wisdom we conquer stand strong stand tall and keep exploring With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusedfirechat. Links to all our episode archives can be found at www.thelorenetwork.com. Please be sure to email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any comments and or questions for the team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback and a rating over on iTunes as well. So until next time, focus your fire, and may your light shine bright. You've been listening to a Robots Radio podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net.